1: Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740.
2: Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Uh, Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, a military whistleblowing report to Congress. Exposing the betrayal and cover up by the U.S. government of the Union Bank of Switzerland terrorist threat finance connection to uh, Edward Snowden's report on the National Security Agency, CIA agency, Booz Allen Hamilton, sorry, CIA, uh, Booz Allen Hamilton and U.S. Central Command. Uh, we will get to that in a moment. Uh, before that, George Freund, our pal from Conspiracy Cafe, a very popular ca- ca- uh, podcast. I'll get the, the mouth working here in a moment. <laughs> Conspiracy Cafe. It's a very popular uh, podcast. He joins us from time to time. He'll be here momentarily. Not sure if you've heard or, uh, or whether you saw the, uh, the tweet I sent out in anticipation of uh, the show. Apparently, Newsweek magazine has already printed up thousands of copies of their um, next issue commemorating the election of President Hillary Clinton. Uh, And here we are, less than 48 hours away from the election. Uh, They've already printed up thousands of these, allegedly. And they're ready to ship, complete with barcodes. And there are pictures of these magazines, including the inside with the article. uh, Ready to ship out to newsstands, presumably. Is this evidence of a rigged election? Well, George will be here with that story in a few minutes. Uh, What's in the box with our resident remote viewer, Albert, coming up? Albert had a mishap on uh, Halloween. Albert, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school. Albert, let the let the folks see um, that are stro- streaming us on YouTube. See what you've done to yourself. Turn that camera around. Can people see that? Not too close. All right. Yeah, you've. You did real did a, you did a number on your arm on Halloween? It's
3: it's just the knuckle.
2: It's just the knuckle. Yeah, it's just the ring finger of my uh, knuckle. All <laughs> All right. You stumbled. A you you stumbled and went. Uh, you were trick or treating a little too hard, too much candy <laughs> in the pillowcase, and you tripped, I guess, or something. I'm not going to yeah. tell tales at a school. I know the real story, Albert. <laughs> uh, it's not broken though, is it?
4: No, it comes off in a few weeks. And are you they... going?
2: Will it hinder your ability to remote view?
4: Well, it, it, I mean, you see. Just a brief explanation, like there's the desire to know.
2: I, no, I don't need the long <laughs> explanation. Is it going to hinder your ability to remote view, yes or no?
4: It, it might, because if you're in a depressive state, you're not in that delta
2: zone. All right. Well, get get V get into the delta zone and quick. Uh, we'll deal with you in a second. Let me introduce the rest of the band on the Gibson Flying V. Ian Robertson is twisting the knobs and dials on the other side of the glass. Our fine rockabilly friend. Let's get, yeah, get a shot of Ian through the glass there. Let people see him. Uh, now, Ian is uh, in a band called The Ruthless Ones. And uh, you're going to be playing here in Toronto at the Bovine Club. That's uh, Bathurst and Queen. November the 16th. And ticket's $7 at the door? Who's your agent? Come on, Ian. $7. It's worth a lot more than that. That's a great, that's a great night out. What time is that at?
5: Uh, assuming, assuming midnight.
2: Around midnight. Midnight. Yeah. Wow. I'll be fast asleep, but uh, I wish you all the best, my friend. Okay. The ruthless ones. Uh, and finally, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar and occasionally the theremin, our own Albert Vinzel. And uh, very quickly now, Albert. No. Hopefully, you're following your remote viewing protocols. Let's get a, a picture of the uh, the box now, our humidor. What's in the box, remote viewer? I, I see something square, so I would guess a book. All right. Uh, I'm not going di- to reveal it yet. If you're in the greater Toronto area, you're way off, Albert. Sorry. You can, you can tweet me your guess. Use the hashtag, what's in the box? Hashtag, what's in the box? I'll announce the winner at the, uh, after the bottom of the hour. You've got to be in the Toronto area, and I've put together a little a collection of books for you that you can pick up here at Zuma Radio. Again, use the hashtag, what's in the box? Uh somebody named Jim Stone posted uh, images from an unnamed source inside Newsweek or perhaps IBT Media, that's the publisher, uh, who took these uh, pictures. And uh, do you have those up on the uh, the, the, the stream there, Albert? Get those I, up. I get could. them now. Okay, great. Have a look at those. Now, this these are apparently, and I, I, I use the term allegedly, I don't know if this is the real deal, uh, but these are, they've got a barcode on the uh, the front cover. And uh, it's a commemorative issue marking the election of the first woman president, the first female president. But we are still 48 hours, less than 48 hours away from the election. Why, one would have to ask, would they go to the trouble and the risk of printing thousands of these copies? This is the story anyway. They're in a box ready to ship to newsstands. And yet we haven't had the election yet. Some are pointing to this as proof of a rigged election. In other words, they've had these ready to go. They already know the outcome. And um, again, it's kind of a head-scratcher. Apparently, there are no, there's no mock-up of a Donald Trump issue. This is the story. So we'll get more with uh, George Freund again from Conspiracy Cafe. Hi, George. How are you? Hello, Richard. Thanks for having us aboard. Well, my pleasure, and thanks for bringing this to my attention. First of all, um, the, uh, the source of this, is it, is it Jim Stone? Is that where you learned of it, or did you have a source of your own? Or
4: Yes, it was uh, found by one of my researchers. It is a Jim Stone piece, and he said his uh, computers and his websites were just being harassed beyond belief. So he had to set up a backup uh, website and try to get it out and ask people to post it and get it around as far as possible.
2: And Jim Stone was sent this story by his source, an insider at IBT Media or Newsweek? Yes. And, okay, and for those who, who don't have access to a computer who, or, or, or my, my tweet and they, don't, they can't see this image, just explain, I sort of uh, gave a thumbnail sketch, but just explain what we're seeing.
4: Well, what we're seeing is a special souvenir edition of the first woman president entitled Madame President and with a big, smiling Hillary Clinton on the front, and it's amazing how she looks so angelic uh, in a lot of the pictures lately, and all her wrinkles have disappeared from a few years back.
2: Well, we we all like to be airbrushed, uh, George. And, and then some. Yes.
4: But uh, it's it's just absolutely scandalous. It's one of many pieces of information that have come out to say that the election has been rigged.
2: Okay, but let's let, just to stick to what we can see on... So we have the magazine cover. We have a, a, a picture, an airbrushed picture, you say, of a smiling Hillary. Madam President is the uh, sort of the headline, and again, and it's the Newsweek banner.
4: Yes, it's al- dated for the eighth of November. That it's supposed to be uh, on the shelf. It's all ready to go. It was coming from a common publisher, so it's not one that's done in each locale where you know they could whip out the local edition very, very quickly. Okay. Uh, right across the nation. It came from a central location, which implies a bit of secrecy, and uh, you know knowing the fact that the president's already selected is something that's not really new to uh, you know people that are in the conspiracy genre including myself we gave up on the left right paradigm many many long years ago and as you always had a very complimentary uh, old movie on your show repeated over and over again we're ruled by the vast dominion of dollars and uh, oh that
2: great quote from uh, from uh, network, yes, exactly. Well, uh, George uh, Freund is with us from Conspiracy Cafe, very uh, popular podcast. And very quickly, George, how do we? Uh, how can we uh, subscribe or listen in?
4: Well, you can always Google my name. I'm everywhere. And uh, one of the other things to do is just uh, do the conspiracy and George Toronto or something like that. You'll always come up with me. But the actual website. It's conspiracy-cafe.com. Okay. And I also have a backup website myself because I get denial-of-service attacks from time to time. I'll
2: bet you do. And let me just spell the last name for people, too, too, who are Googling you. It's George, and then F-R-E-U-N-D, F-R-E-U-N-D, or conspiracy-cafe.com. Now, back to the magazine. So it's we see this magazine. It's in a box, and there appear to be others underneath it. Then there's another picture of the magazine opened up to an inside article about Hillary. So That's Correct. And why are you convinced, George, that this is not a hoax? I mean, it's possible that – is it not possible that, that Newsweek simply printed up what they call a mock-up? That's what they used to call them anyway, mock-up, uh, just in case she's the winner. Maybe they have a mock-up of Donald Trump, uh, a commemorative President Trump issue.
4: I would find that uh, very difficult to believe, knowing how uh, corporate media is just basically in Hillary's pocket. You know, there's quite a few articles out uh, from investigative researchers who are in alternative media naming all the people that she owns and, uh, you know, controls, and the New York Times is probably top of the list. But uh, I can't see in any way, shape, or form they do a Donald Trump commemorative uh, edition. Well,
2: aside from, you know, the the possibility – listen, I, I think there is some credence. To, I think the mainstream media has demonstrated they are in the tank for Hillary. But aside from that, I mean, is it not possible? I mean, did Jim Stone's source say anything about the fact that this may just be a mock-up?
4: No, no, not at all. He's, t- he's running with this ball like it's the uh, – the, you know – the last down to go in the Super Bowl, and he just got handed the ball. So uh, this is 100 percent the real Magilla for him. and we'll find out very quickly as right. soon as it's over, you'll see them on the stand and you could compare what you see with uh, what this image is. And it's just one of several pieces of evidence that have come out that the, uh, the election has been rigged. They hacked two TV stations in the states and Tennessee, and they already have the decisions out and with all the counts as of November the 1st. That was one in Chattanooga and another one in Memphis.
2: Right. These are uh, these are now the, the TV stations claim that they're just testing uh, the system and.
4: Um, well, that's we- always the case, Richard. Right. I was a policeman before. Like when and whenever you catch somebody committing a crime, it's just like, "Oh, I was just testing the alarm at the bank. I wasn't robbing it."
2: Yes, we, it is an old <clears throat> refrain, isn't it? However, let me uh, let me just go back to the magazine for a minute, and then I'll and I want I do want to talk about the. Uh, if we have time we'll we'll get back to the uh again this is Jim Stone's website and he has apparently hacked into the software firm based in New York uh that is is what uh, organize, news organizations like Fox use to tabulate the results uh and what Jim Stone is claiming that they've already they've already got the um, uh, again it's rigged he's he's saying uh they already have the final numbers and then what they do to make it look like uh, they're sort of tabulating it as the num- the results come in. There's an algorithm in there to make sure that the, the, the totals equal the final result. Uh, but let me get back to the magazine for a moment. And, uh, again, this insider that took pictures as these magazines are being ready to, to be shipped out, this commemorative Newsweek issue featuring Madame President Hillary Clinton on the front cover, again, prior to the election actually taking place. The other one thing that that people could argue is, and Albert and I were discussing this before, and I think he makes a good point. They could look at the polls. They could look at, for example, um, who was that gentleman we had on, David Rothschild? Predict Wise. Predict Wise, who says it's in the the bag. It's 80-20. This isn't a poll, but this is his formula. It's 80-20, that Hillary is going to take this election. It's not a huge risk if they printed up, you know, IBT Media is a huge company. Uh, final word. I mean, they could just simply say, you know, we're going to get ahead of the story, we're going to get ahead of the game, and we're going to have this ready to go. She's going to win. Why not? Why not just go ahead and print the issue?
4: Well, that could be a good business decision, but as we experienced with our Canadian election and uh, our sources that were working for uh, the ballot counting, is they were announcing the winner before they even opened the ballot boxes. They weren't finished counting till 2.30 in the morning, and they announced the winner at 11 o'clock on the news, and they hadn't even opened the boxes yet.
2: That's right. You came on and uh, you broke that story on the show. All right. We will keep a close eye on this one. George Freund, Conspiracy Cafe podcast, the website conspiracy-cafe.com. George, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Richard. Good night. All right. Back with Scott Bennett and more here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Providing the evidence and letting you
0: draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play. The Conspiracy Show,
2: with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. All right, uh, while we were waiting for Scott Bennett, author of Shell Game, this is a whistleblowing report that was sent to U.S. Congress and in part, I guess, inspired uh, Edward Snowden, another celebrated whistleblower, to sort of go public, circumvent Congress, and and, uh, inform the American public that they were being spied upon by uh, the NSA anyway uh, uh we're trying to get uh, Scott with us, and we will momentarily. We hope if not we will soldier on as we always do uh just I was going to do this in the um in, a little later, but i 'm going to do it now. I got the most remarkable package from Australia today, and uh, so it comes in this kind of a uh, what do they call it? a pa- a post pack like a FedEx thing, and again it 's from Australia, and then inside it's you know nicely uh Uh, like butcher's paper wrapped in a nice twine. And so I open it up, and it's a book. It's an old hardcover book, almost looks like a first edition. Uh, The Water Babies by Charles Kingsley. And I thought, well, why would someone send me that? But then, can you see this, Albert, on the, uh, all right? Can you see this okay? Okay, so I open it up. There's the real babies, water babies, rather. I open it up, and it's hollowed out. Okay, it's hollowed out. And then this little envelope here that says, watch me. This is not a hoax. This actually came in the mail. I found it as I walked into the station this evening. And then this letter, and I've already opened it, but I put it back together. Look at this. It's got the wax seal on it. And then, as I said, it's hollowed out, and inside there's this picture of me. So I open up the letter... Uh, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett, care of Zuma Radio, of course. Dear Richard, you have been identified by the World Fairy Society as having made potential contact with fairies. The evidence hidden within this book suggests this may have been ongoing for some time now. As a PFC, potential fairy contact, I believe you may hold information that relates to a recent fairy sighting by teenagers in Westbury, Tasmania. We need your help. It is critical that we find out who she is and how she came to be in Tasmania before it's too late. If you or anyone in your community knows something about uh, something and can piece together the evidence my granddaughter Willow has uploaded to the Internet, you must tell us. Please help us to unravel the mystery of the Westbury Ferry unfolding now at westferrysociety.org. Don't forget to identify yourself to other PFCs using the hashtag, hashtag Westbury Ferry. Uh, before you jump to conclusions, we need your help. Kindest regards, Arthur Beck, founder World Fairy Society. A lovely letter. And uh, then, so I open up the uh, the form le- or the uh, the little envelope here, and it's a little USB key. Can you see that, Albert? All right. So maybe I'll. Uh, can I send that home with you, Albert, to check that out? Tell me what's you know find out what's on there. Anyway, so that's. I don't know. What is, is this like a chain letter or something? Yeah. Hey. What do you think? Hmm? Hope it's me. good luck. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway, but they went to a lot of trouble. Look at this book. They've hollowed out, and they put my name there, or my picture there. Anyway, I you know, I, I love getting mail like this. It's a mystery. Wrapped in a riddle, dipped in a chocolatey coating. Okay. So, we'll put that aside. And uh, we're still working to get Scott Bennett. I guess maybe there was a, some sort of a mix-up. You know, we the, uh, the clocks went back last night, right? Yeah. And maybe that threw a... Uh, spanner into the works uh next week on the program uh peter janey peter janey uh will be here mary's mosaic now uh jfk had a a mistress <laughs> newsflash right uh mary pinchett my M- Mayer, or meyer and uh just after the warren commission report came out in 64 she was allegedly assassinated as well and uh um, Anyway, Peter will be along as we uh, head on into you know, mid-November as we're getting close to, of course, the, uh, the assassination of JFK. This will be the, do the math quickly, uh, the 53rd, 53rd anniversary of JFK's assassination. So Peter Janey uh, will be with us. Again, that's the book. That's coming up next week. And uh, what's that same night? What do we have that same night, Albert? Um,
4: rosemary. Rosemary.
2: Rosemary Ellen Guiley, that's right. Rosemary Ellen Guiley will be with us. And uh, then we have another JFK um, um, the following week, I think, another In JFK show. Open lines. And we'll do some open lines. All right. No sign of uh, Scott Bennett. All right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do open lines. We're going to open up the phone lines. Again, uh, it's not, not something that we do nearly often enough. But let me give you the phone numbers. These are always handy when you're doing a talk show. 416 360. 0740 740. Toll free from out of town, just about anywhere. 1 866 740 866 740 Now, um, we can talk about that Newsweek article if you'd like. If you've seen the tweet that I sent out, again, IBT Media, Newsweek, and Insider Support, these are all allegations. I'm not saying that this is the real deal. It could be a hoax. It could be much ado about nothing. But this may, for some, be one more piece of evidence that the upcoming U.S. election, which is just hours away now, may be rigged. Let me get your thoughts on that. Do you think it's possible? Do you think it's likely that the presidential election has been rigged? And for those of you who missed my conversation with George Freund, let me just remind you. Again, an insider at IBT Media Newsweek sent some pictures of Newsweek's upcoming commemorative presidential election issue featuring Madam President on the front cover, complete with a barcode. It looks like they're ready to be shipped. And according to Jim Stone's source, there are thousands of them in boxes ready to be shipped to newsstands across the the country and there isn't a Donald Trump mock-up so it's not as if Newsweek is hedging their bets and they've got a Hillary Clinton president-elect Hillary Clinton and a president-elect Donald Trump issue ready to ship they've got all their eggs in one basket only a president uh, Clinton issue and again some are pointing to this and saying aha why would they do this in advance because they know she's going to win because it's rigged. What say you? 416 740 toll free from out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Do we have someone ready to go, Ian? He's busy working the phones on the other side. Now, Newsweek, this is just one example that some point to and saying that the election is rigged. Uh, George Freund, who was with us earlier, was mentioning uh, this software company in New York. This software company in New York uh, has been hacked into, and they've found the, uh, the software that is used by news agencies like Fox, for example, to tabulate the election results, and they're already posted, all ready to go. They've got the final results, and then there's an algorithm in that software, which ensures... Now, this one I'm not too sure about. Anyway, it, it ensures that the numbers finally total up to whatever whatever it is. I think they had it uh, something like 40, 48 to 42 popular vote for Hillary, and then each state is broken down. Now, I looked at those, and there are some problems with it. First of all, I believe they have Oregon going to Trump, which is not going to happen. That's a blue state. There are a couple of other instances. If I can find the poll or find the, um, the story, I'll bring it back up. I don't believe that particular story. The Newsweek is a bit of a head-scratcher. Why wouldn't they simply and, – and my understanding is this is how magazines operate now. They don't print up mock-up hard copies, certainly not thousands of them. They're all created as a PDF document. Then they simply hit print. Why wouldn't they wait till the winner is announced and then print them off? All right, why don't uh, we go to Doc in New York. Doc, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you?
6: Yeah, I'm just across the pond from you in Youngstown. Aha,
2: welcome. I can see Toronto, actually. On a clear day, you can see Toronto. Wonderful. Okay, thank you for checking um,
6: in. You know, the, the, the globalists are putting everything they have into rigging this election, every possible way that they can. That's very obvious to me. And there's either going to be a landslide for Trump that they've been trying to keep under wraps. They don't want us. They're trying to discourage us. Or, you know, it's it's going to work out in some mysterious and incredible, maybe miraculous way because I, I just – I put this whole thing in God's hands a couple of weeks ago.
2: It has been a roller coaster ride. I can't believe, you know, for me personally, how I've I have just totally been emotionally uh, drawn into this. Uh, I I just I can't get enough of the coverage. But I I agree that this election, uh, more than any other, has really um, defined. You know, the, the 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 opposing forces, not only in this election, but I mean, and, and this is largely Trump's doing. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, vote for him or don't vote for him. I'm saying as a result of Trump being in this election, being the loose cannon that he is, being someone who doesn't play by the rules, he has enabled this veil to be peeled back. And now we're talking in the mainstream about things that we normally talk about only on shows like this, and that is Glo- we, now we're hearing terms like the globalists versus the populists and that's exactly what this election is and, and that's he not a has conspiracy
6: thrown a lot of light into some pretty dark corners and he has flushed a lot of spooks out of the darkness
2: no question and let's be honest i mean he has some dark corners <laughs> to say the least as well
6: uh, whatever you say about him he's not a criminal
2: well Whatever we say about him, right? I mean, I I, I'm not going to stand here and say that he's, you know, that uh, the the other allegations at some point against him. Hillary
6: is a criminal. She, what what she did is far worse than than um, than the Rosenbergs who got the electric chair in 1953.
2: I find her her recklessness. Uh, with national security documents to be beyond reckless and uh, I would agree it should I'm, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say she deserves the electric chair but what what I think we can both agree on is she should not have access to, to, uh, to, to top-secret information that would disqualify her from holding office she, well, she cannot be right briefed. Now.
6: They took away her national security briefings about a week ago and she doesn't get those daily briefings anymore but um, you know, her maid, the story that came out today, her maid has her password for her email account and was printing
2: out that's her right
6: top secret emails for her to read.
2: Yes, the fact that Comey, and again for those who missed it, uh, Comey has um, concluded, now tell me how they go through six hundred and fifty thousand emails in eight days. Uh this is you know, to me this off this really stinks. Obviously, the Department
6: of Justice yes. would not let him read those emails. All they were looking at was the metadata.
2: Right. He, is, he has uh, basically said, you know, we're, I'm not changing my position since my July statement and case closed. Uh, but what about this mutiny in the FBI that supposedly forced his hand to come forward and reopen it? What's going on there? I don't think we've heard the last of this.
6: No, I don't think we have. And there's a there's a whole army of hackers out there. You know, who are going to feed stuff to Assange or, you know, it's it's definitely uh, a large there's a lot of people out there who know that this is our last chance to free our government from the globalists and, and the, you know, the, the people who have hijacked it, the, the political elite.
2: Well, the problem is we have less than 48 hours, and uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I was tweeting earlier about the fact that uh, you know Hillary Clinton could um, could eat a baby alive on national TV, and it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, Doc in New York, thank you for checking in from Youngstown. I appreciate it. Oh, Richard, it.
6: you're one of my favorites. I you know I've been listening to this station um, because I just couldn't get enough of you on coast to coast.
2: I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Doc. Good to hear from bye you. Bye now. Bye bye. All right. uh, Ian, who do we have next? Because my screener's not working. Keith is checking in from Rochester. Keith, good evening.
7: Yes.
6: Comey's a dirty cop. What about the 25 percent of us Trump supporters who will never accept a Clinton presidency? Some of us are already calling ourselves sovereign citizens. and We will not accept any order that comes from her administration. So the two points, what will happen to the Republican Party? Will it go the way of the Whigs? Because They've drastically let us down, and the base will not support people like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. And secondly, what about true militant opposition to Clinton in any form that it should take, whatever that means and whatever it entails, including – because I'm not going to get in Dutch here because I know the rules. I'm not saying that she should be killed or that I'm going to do it, but I have no problem – Having
2: her oh no 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 okay no that that's that does not fly in this program all right does not fly uh, I think Hillary Clinton is odious I think she's corrupt I think she is the most corrupt president presidential candidate. Um, one could make an argument that lBJ was more corrupt, but i'm not going to Allow, um, provide a platform for someone to come on here and say that. Sorry, Keith. Um, I usually enjoy your calls, and you can call again, but you can't say that. Uh, Now, there is a problem. (laughs) Should Hillary uh, get elected, and if she's facing further indictments or possible indictments, the email situation, the email server may have been put to bed. I say may. I'm not convinced. I think Comey fell under tremendous pressure from the. Department of Justice, and perhaps even the White House, uh, which is collusion—that ought not to happen. Uh, but there are other indictments floating out there. There are. There is still the Clinton Foundation. There is an indictment quite possible with with one of the. There are four separate investigations going on regarding the Clinton Foundation. I think it's going to be a uh, an echo of 1972 with Richard Nixon, his landslide victory for his second term now, well, That we know how that ended 18 months of constant legal wrangling this is going to be four years of hearings investigations complete stalemate not a lot's going to get done maybe that's a good thing alright back with more of your calls right here on the Conspiracy Show my name is Richard Serrett stay with us
0: take a look around what do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? 416 Three six zero zero seven forty, or toll-free at one
2: 740 4740 Welcome back. Open lines, but we are focusing on what else? The U.S. presidential election hours away. Is it rigged? Earlier, in my conversation with George Freund from Conspiracy Cafe, very popular podcast, we talked about this um, A story that comes from a gentleman by the name of Jim Stone, and uh, his source is uh, a supposed insider at IBT Media, which publishes Newsweek magazine. And we have photographs of Newsweek's commemorative presidential election issue ready to ship. And on the cover, we have Madam President, a picture of Hillary Clinton, president-elect. They've already got thousands, apparently, of these ready to ship. If you see the photograph, and you can go to my uh, my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. You'll find the tweet there. There's a picture of Hillary. And then they have a picture of the... Uh, oh, also on the front cover, there is the, the barcode. Now, if this was a mock-up... Now, in the olden days, magazines would print up a mock-up, a couple of, uh, of the actual issue as a hard copy. And they would actually, you know, make changes and edit it and circle it with a grease pencil and and so forth. But those were in the olden days. Now they they in the electronic age, we have PDFs. It's all done on screen. Then you would wait until the election and 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 hit print presumably. Why would you print up thousands and thousands of Hillary Clinton president issues and ship them out before the election takes place unless and this is the theory according to some, unless the election is rigged. They already know the winner because the outcome is being controlled somehow. And Newsweek is in on this. Now, these are the allegations. I'm not saying that this is the real deal. It could be a hoax. It's possible that they uh, that Newsweek is taking a calculated risk. Look at the polls. Yes, it's tight nationwide. But the Electoral College vote map is... Uh, Let's face it, it's going to be a steep hill for Donald in less than 48 hours. He's going to have to keep all of the states that Romney won in 2012, plus he's going to have to take Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, Nevada, Arizona, Utah. Let's assume he does that. He also has to take New, New, New Hampshire and the second district in Maine. That gives him to 270. It's a, he's got to run the table. So most prognosticators are saying Hillary will end up with at least 283. That puts her way over the top. So Newsweek could be making a calculated risk and saying, let's just, let's just print it and ship it. And we'll have our Madam President Hillary Clinton commemorative Newsweek issue out the day after the election. It's ready to go. Is it possible that they have a Donald Trump mock-up, President Donald Trump issue? And we're just not hearing about it? Perhaps. Is this evidence that the election is rigged? Uh, who do we have? We have Jay in Florida. Welcome, Jay. Good evening.
3: Yes, hello, uh, Mr. Serrett. And um, first I want to preface this by saying I think them doing this is um, arrogant, presumptuous, and uh, deplorable.
2: At the very least, yeah. If it's not a conspiracy for them to do it, it is, it is rather, you would, I, would, I would agree, somewhat uh, presumptuous.
3: Yeah and, yeah, and I had I wanted to use a couple of other words, and I had to use one of those. I thought it was uh, quite fitting to use one of their own words. Um, there's a few points I wanted to make, but just what I really wanted to get to is I think they're going to give it who they want to. I think it's going to be rigged or whatever. I've heard they don't want either of them, and who's interim behind the scenes, whether it's a military coup or whatever, is Paul Ryan and something Dumfrey. I'm not sure of his first name. Even a caller on coast talked about that. Um, but what I'm worried about, And I wanted to know if you have um, any sources of this or if you have any knowledge or you're aware of any of these articles or videos saying that there could be an alien invasion that may be partially fake. I don't know if this will include the Project Blue Beam, Mm. fake rapture or not. they're saying there will be Al Qaeda attacks, and I believe Texas, Virginia, and New York. Well, that at least was, those a, was the states I recall.
2: Yeah, that was a DHS warning, uh, I believe, that came out a few days days ago. Uh, a couple of uh, possibilities: a cyber attack that would um, disrupt the election. Uh, they did mention, and also the possibility of, well, all bets are off in terms of you know what form this attack could take. But they did mention those three jurisdictions: New York, Texas, and. Uh, the other one you mentioned. Virginia, uh, Virginia yeah. You know, it's, it's almost impossible to stay on top of all of this stuff. It's coming at you every which way, 24 hours, uh, 24-7. Um, I mean, let's just take one thing at a time. Let's talk about the possibility, because that's what we're so, that's where we're sort of heading tonight, is, is it possible that the election is rigged? And you're saying that it is. Um, when you say they, I mean that's always the big question, right? Who are they? You mentioned the military. Um, I, I don't know because we know that for example, uh Trump has the endorsement of something like I he, he's mentioned 200, you know, high-ranking military officers that have endorsed him. I think for the most part the people in the military are incredibly patriotic. Um uh, and yeah,
3: bless them for what they do. they them and our police. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: I mean I I don't think I don't think the rigging is taking place at that level. Um is there corruption, you know, in the White House, in the Department of Justice, in the State Department? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. I mean there is collusion going on. This is unprecedented. Um so I mean, I guess that's what we have to deal with right now. Never mind Project Blue Beam. Um, we've talked about that from time to time in this program, but just not enough time to cram all of that other stuff on top of what is the most historic presidential election.
3: Well, my other concern is martial law and FEMA.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's down the road to spell as well. Sure. I mean, this thing, this could all unravel. This could all unravel. Look at the the civil unrest that's taking place now in the inner cities. Uh, well, add I this on we top need to
3: of be, it. I think we need to be on high alert and guard until the new president takes the oath. I think anything could happen between now and then. All right. Including... that's when the new term actually
2: will start. Jay in Florida, thank you so much. Pleasure. Anything could happen, yes, including the president-elect taking this swearing the oath and being right or Miranda rights <laughs> all at the same time back with more stay with us
0: you're listening to the conspiracy show with richard
2: sarat from
0: zoomer radio you're listening to an exclusive podcast of the conspiracy show with richard Serrett, heard every sunday night from 11 p.m to 1 a.m on zoomer radio the new am 740 poking holes in the darkness The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. To see the light, call Richard now at 416 360 0740 or toll free at 1 866 740
2: 4740. All right, let's wrap up this uh, What's in the Box. Uh, Albert, our remote viewer, what did you say it was? A book? Yeah, you've, I, you've, I saw square, yeah, a square, a Yeah, you said a book. Oh, yeah, you're way off. But uh, let, let me just uh, – you can – people have uh, tec- texted or, or tweeted, rather, at uh, hashtag what's in the box. And uh, let's see. We have um, a pen from – that's Francisco Varga. It says a pen. Uh, we have a receipt from uh, Mariah. We have a green apple from Sally uh carlsberg at 84 tickets to one of your show a ttc tickets from chasing jane um no sorry not even close all right let's <laughs> nobody's close uh open up the box uh albert okay, I gotta switch the camera. all right albert's gonna uh switch the camera over okay very quickly with your injured hand there and there you go it's a plush toy. It's a unicorn. I wasn't even looking for unicorn, just a plush toy or a, a stuffed animal or something. All right. Okay, let's go back to the phones, and uh, Dan is in Hamilton. Dan, good evening. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hello, Dan. Hi, Hi there.
1: Hi, is this uh, Richard? Yes, Dan. I'm in Toronto, by the way.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. What did I... I said Hamilton. My apologies. Go yeah, ahead.
1: No worries. Um, I love your show, by the way. I just wanted to say I, I compliment you because of your courage, even though you're... Not uh, you're Canadian, not American, but I, I respect you very much. And
7: I
2: appreciate so much. that. Thank you.
1: It's so true. Uh, I wish you were on more often. But anyway, um, black box voting with Bev Harris uh, and talking about rigging the elections and the, the see the average person, what the what the elites don't seem to understand is that there's a lot of smart people out there, um, such as Julian Assange. And the, the elections have been rigged for years, obviously for decades. But the bottom line is, when you're not listening to the people and what the people want, uh, obviously it's rigged. But I just, I guess it's it's kind of like when uh, Rob Ford was running for mayor here in Toronto, uh, the dog and pony show south of the border. When you're uh, going to be under indictment, or uh, and I don't understand all the terminology and, and stuff, but the bottom line is. Uh, Politicians in this country as well as the U.S. used to have a bit of integrity, and and if they were caught in a scandal of any sort, they would resign abruptly or be shamed into uh, resigning, and these people just say, now they don't care.
2: Well, that was the British parliamentary tradition. Yeah, it wasn't – even if you didn't do anything wrong, if there was an appearance of impropriety, you were expected to submit your resignation. Uh, You're absolutely right. They are so brazen now. Uh, that the, those rules have simply, uh, you know, they have gone out the window.
1: Absolutely, and you're bang on the money. Um, so again, going back to black box voting with Bev Harris and, mm. and her having figured out all the how these algorithms work. I mean, she didn't figure it out on her own. She had smart people around her also, right? And they brought this to her attention. But you're going to see a lot more scrutiny. And if it, if not this selection, I'll call it not election. But uh, next time around, for sure, if they don't catch them this time, uh, there will be enough people that understand, especially, I mean, it's illegal to even take a selfie with your uh, ballot, apparently. Uh, Oh, in
2: some states, only in some states. Well, the other thing is, uh, you know, uh, Trump asked for volunteers to go to the uh, the polling stations and to monitor them. And then there was a, a court ruling that you can't do that. It's considered intimidation. Now, the ruling was sent to both the DNC and the RNC, but we know who it was targeted towards. Uh, yeah. I'm not convinced that you know that that uh, people are necessarily going to wake up to the fact uh, that listen. I don't know for you know for a certainty, um, Dan, and and I may be called naive and so forth. I'm not ready to say for a certainty there are election irregularities. There are two million uh, deceased persons still on the voter registration list in the United States. There are people that are bust from you know we know from, from James O'Keefe's Project Veritas, the DNC has admitted you, you know they're partaking yeah. shenanigans. The question is, is that enough to throw an election one way or the other? I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not convinced of that. Um, am I worried about uh, voting machines? Absolutely. When you don't have a paper trail, when they can be hacked, it's been demonstrated they can be hacked. That's a problem. Uh, to okay. me, what I'm focusing on right now and what, I'm as most, what I am most concerned about is a mainstream media, particularly the fourth estate, that has been in the tank for one candidate. If they were in for the other, I'd be saying the same thing. This is the yeah. year, to me, that journalism is dead. You're banging on the money. Dan, thank You're you. absolutely
1: f- banging on the money. I uh, just quickly wanted to say, when Bev Harris, who's moder- been working on this stuff for over 14 years, when she comes out and says – that they're definitely the elections are definitely being rigged and you see the results and people are scratching their heads saying, well, that doesn't make sense. When she says it, I believe it. All right. So Pre- thanks so much for taking my call, Richard, and all the best to you. I keep up the great work.
2: My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, William is uh, somewhere on the East Coast. William, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Richard. I'm calling from Massachusetts. Ah, good old Mass. Thank you. Yeah,
8: I, I have a uh, a little intel for you on, uh, but I want to I want uh, about uh, you know who might have uh, uh, about the uh, the you know the revolt and the FBI, but just uh, in Maine, you're, uh, in, you're up in northern Maine, the second district. That's right, uh, right, uh, practically southern Canada, so it's it's something you'd, you'd be interested in. That could come down to it. They are neck and neck up there.
2: That's right. I mentioned that earlier. If that's what that's one of the key. That's one. Uh, that's one electoral college delegate. Uh, he's he's New Hampshire could go Trump's way as well. That's four plus one is five. There's also um, I'm not sure which district it is in Nebraska. That's the other state that divvies them up. That's neck and neck. Let's face it. If uh, let's suspend our disbelief and and assume that the election is not rigged. Uh, if we go by the Electoral College map, he needs that second district in Maine. He needs New Hampshire. He needs – well, he's going to win Ohio. He's going to win Indiana. He's going to win Iowa. He needs North Carolina, Florida plus Nevada. Then he has to keep right. everything else that Romney won. If he does that, then Newsweek is going to eat crow because they're going to have to publish a President uh, Trump issue. That's right. But it's a steep and, hill. Uh, I, That's a steep hill, William. Yes. I, I'll,
8: also, in the Post today – there was one electoral voter in Washington who's, a, who's an Indian who, she, obviously, she's going to win that state. He's, I think that he has pledged that he's not going to vote for her because she, he considers her a criminal. And this is a uh, Native American uh, person.
2: Um, yes. I, apparently, there are two electoral college – do you call them electoral college delegates? Yes. Okay. So there are I, my understanding, William, is that there are two electoral college delegates in the state of Washington, and that that's a blue state. There's no question. Hillary's going to take that. But there are, and I'm not sure how many uh, electoral college votes Washington is worth. It's like six or eight or something. Yes, yeah, something like that. But there are two who have who have said doesn't matter how the state goes, we are not. They're almost like super delegates. <laughs> they're saying we're not going to cast our vote for Hillary. We might. They haven't really indicated which way they're going to go. They say they may not vote. So that would mean if if it comes down to a you know Hillary going 272, uh, she loses those two. Now or she's at 271, she goes down to 269. It's a tie. Then it goes to the House. The Republicans control the House. That's another very bizarre route to the White House for. For For Trump, but let's face it for those two electoral college delegates to come into play, again, a lot of other things have to fall into place for Trump
8: right. Uh, I want to bring up uh, the, the coup uh Steven yes, who is the he's in the Department of Defense a long time guy he's you know in psychological operations yes, i th- he, I think he was you saw I think he was on the Alex Jones program. He said that he he um, and some people in the FBI uh basically it was a coup. To as a reaction to the coup that Clinton has pulled for, you know, for what Trump said, like the last 30 years, everything she's done, people just got fed up. And, uh, I don't know whether they, they cut it off. If you remember Hillary, once it came out that, that Coney announced it, she, she said, Oh, why don't they just come out with it? And that sounded to me that she knew something either she got rid of them before anybody could get them, or she has something on them. Um, so I don't know what the next step
2: is. Well, after 30 uh, but, years in Washington, uh, the Clintons have something on everybody. I'm sure of that. And nobody plays yes. dirtier than the Clintons. And I, I, I made the comparison to LBJ. Uh, I think they took, you know, maybe they read his, his playbook. Uh, this is, these are the kinds of things that LBJ used to do. Um, I know it. But, yeah, you're right. What happened to that mutiny in the FBI? This was reported in the Daily Mail that, that Comey's own wife wouldn't even speak to him after he right. wouldn't uh, right. recommend an indictment in July. He had he had resignations piling up on his desk from his most senior, respected agents, uh, and this is what supposedly forced his hand to reopen the negotiation. So, or to reopen the investigation. So, now all of a sudden, in eight days, he tells us that they've gone through 650,000 emails that end up on the um, the laptop of a soon-to-be well, he's an an alleged um, uh, a pedophile, uh, sex texting with a fifteen year old. Uh, some of those documents, even if they weren't classified, he's not. How is he able to have access to those? Again, um, this stinks to high heaven. There is no way that um, you know the FBI can can walk away from this and say that you know this is this is not indictable. However,
7: well, well, it looks they, like she's uh, going
2: to skate from this one too. But there's still the Clinton Foundation investigations to come.
8: Yes. Uh, one more thing to leave you with: in Investor Business Daily, uh, five thirty-eight. That's Nate uh, Silver's outfit. Yeah. They gave them an A minus of accuracy. Yeah. Uh, they have Trump up by one by now, and it's slowly, it's slowly he, he gaining, he's uh, consolidating like. The conservative base.
2: Well, he was. Uh, I, IBD was the most accurate poll in 2012. You're right. Right. The LA, uh, UCLA poll has Trump up by five. Most consider that to be an outlier. They use a very different methodology, although sure. LA was very, that, that poll was very accurate in 2012. Um, but I, I think IBD has sort of switched over. As of today, the last I checked, now Clinton's up by one. However, that's still well within the margin of error. So it's a statistical tie. It's, but the national uh, numbers, it's close. It's the state-by-state state we have to worry about. And right now, it, they're giving her the edge in North Carolina. If he loses North Carolina or Florida, it's going to be a very early evening on Tuesday. It'll be done within the first half an hour. But if he takes North yeah. Carolina and Florida uh, and Nevada and that second, uh, that second district up in, in, uh, in Maine, all bets are off, folks. William, oh, absolutely. thanks for checking in for Mass. Great to hear from you. A
8: great great talking to you. Have a good night.
2: All right. Hope you'll call again. All right. The website, strangeplanet.ca. Please register as a member. Just click on that blue button. It's fast, easy, and free. And uh, say hi on Twitter. Please follow at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, T. And as always, follow the truth.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Live from Toronto, Canada, Earth, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio.
2: Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. A big how-do to all of you listening in on our flagship station, Zoomer Radio, here in Toronto. 50,000 watts of peace and love. It's a clear channel. Reaching way down into the United States, one of the largest broadcast footprints in North America. A hide all of you listening in on one of our affiliates, uh, or to the podcast, of course, on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, TalkZone.com. All of you who listen in on uh, one of the apps, the Conspiracy Show app and the Zoomer Radio app. Both are free downloads. Uh, and, of course, those of you catching us on the live stream on YouTube through our HOA, or Hangout On Air. And incidentally, if you want to sh- uh, stream us live on YouTube, you can go to my Twitter feed at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. Go to the top or near the top of the feed and find the tweet, tweet containing HOA in capital letters, HOA. That stands for Hangout On Air. And you just click on it, and then you're in. So wherever and however you're listening... I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Uh, The Crop Circle gal, Patty Greer, is standing by. Her new film, Crop Circle Diaries, is uh, currently airing on uh, PBS in uh, Colorado. We'll find out more about that. Um, Oh, I I was going to mention this letter uh, that I received. Let me do that again, just very quickly, because this is kind of a cool little mystery. Uh, So I got this package from Australia. I mentioned this earlier, too, but I'll do it again for those of you just joining us. So... I come into the studio, I make a, a beeline for the mail bunk. I go in there and uh, a little a post pack. And then inside, it's nicely wrapped in butcher paper and binder twine. And uh, I open it up and it's a book called The Water Babies. And I thought, well, that's strange. Have I joined a book club I didn't know about? Anyway, so then I open it up and it's hollowed out. Seems to me there was a Robert Mitchum movie. They ho- he'd hollowed out a Bible, and he kept a six-shooter in there. That's sacrilegious, however. <laughs> anyway, so inside the... Um, can you see that? I don't know. Uh, Albert is left. I hope that's on the... Uh, it's it's on, on the um, webcam. Good. So inside is a little letter, and then my picture. And uh, it's got one of these wax seals. Can you see that? A wax seal. Isn't that nice? And then uh, it's... I don't know. Maybe I'm just the victim of a chain letter here, but it says, Dear Richard, you've been identified by the World Fairy Society as having made potential contact with fairies. The evidence hidden within this book suggests this may have been ongoing for some time now. Uh, We need your help. It is critical that we find out um, about a recent fairy sighting by teenagers in Westbury, Tasmania. They think I'm somehow connected. I don't know. I think it's a chain letter. I haven't delved into it further, but they also sent me a little USB key they said, with you know more evidence or more information, and I've uh, given that to Albert, my resident remote viewer, and he's going to check that out a little bit later. All right, uh, one other little housekeeping uh, programming note. Recently I spoke with uh, George Freund from uh, Conspiracy Cafe and uh, about this story involving Newsweek allegedly printing up thousands upon thousands of copies of their presidential commemorative issue that's uh, ready to ship to newsstands, and there are photographs of the cover and the inside article, and you can see them up at my, uh, my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett, T. The problem, of course, is, and, and the, the, um, the commemorative issue says Madam President. It's got a picture of Hillary Clinton with the barcode. It's all ready to ship. There are thousands of them. This according uh, to a source at IBT Media, an insider, that they published Newsweek. So then people are suggesting that this is a, a evidence of a rigged election. I don't know. But this is called The Conspiracy Show, so we talk about these things. Uh, Anyway, this caused um, – I received a tweet from uh, Aster Von Mead who sort of took me to task. He says, you are better than that. Don't sink to the level of trash like some of your colleagues. I follow you because you're measured, not crazy. Thanks for the endorsement, Aster. Uh, But again, this program, just a reminder, it is called The Conspiracy Show. So this is exactly uh, the kind of story this program examines. And am I saying it's true? Am I saying that uh, this Newsweek issue is evidence that the election is rigged? No, it is suspicious. It is curious. Um, And so we're going to talk about it. And we did. In any event, I hope that you found my handling of the story measured. And not crazy. All right, let's talk crop circles. Patti Greer is one of the most devoted crop circle filmmaker researchers today. She, produced, she has produced, I think it's, it's eight documentary films now, in record time. They've received numerous prestigious awards with no experience in filmmaking or ufology whatsoever. She became a contactee experiencer in a 2007 U.K. crop circle. Everything in her life changed drastically that day, and she's since become a voice for the Circle Makers, she's visited more than 100 English crop circles personally uh, and been enthralled with the phenomenon since 2006. She's returned to England in 2007, 8, 10, 11, and 14. And here's a list of her uh, her movies, and we'll tell you how you can view those um, later in the hour. The Wake-Up Call, anybody listening? UFOs, ETs, abductees, and brilliant minds were already in it. Crop Circle Update, The Wake-Up Call. Uh, the Shift Has Hit the Fan – Orbs and light beings, women of today, and her latest is called Crop Circle Diaries. And I mentioned it's uh, now airing on PBS, the affiliate in Colorado. Patty Greer, welcome back to the Conspiracy Show. How are you?
5: Great, thank you so much. Nice to uh, hear from you tonight in Canada.
2: Great to have you down with us. Here
5: in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado.
2: Wonderful. Now, we've described you as one of the hardest working filmmakers, in uh, UFO filmmakers. You're also probably the most hacked UFO filmmaker in history. What's that all about?
5: Well, I I actually am going to honestly say that is probably an understatement. Um, What I've uncovered in the last three months is embarrassing because I know exactly who it is. I just... um, I think the interesting thing about tonight's show is to discuss why on earth they're hiding crop circles so well and why they're spending so much money to do it. Um, What I've uncovered in movie number eight is exactly probably what they've been scared I would do, which is Crop Circle Diaries, where we actually uncover the entire scientific research of William Levengood and Penny Kelly, and the two of them worked relentlessly in the lab. Uh, She drove across the state of Michigan to work with him in the lab, she said, three days a week. And that's a long drive across the state.
2: I do do want to get around to that, but I just, I I just, I find, I mean, that's, you know, it's in your bio. It's a fascinating aspect that you would be, I mean, you're being targeted. They're trying to prevent you from getting your films out there. I mean, you've been You've, you've had some of your productions tied up so that nobody could see them. I mean, this has been going, you're saying, an ongoing concerted effort to keep your information from getting out there.
5: Yes, this is disgusting. And, um, yes, it has been going basically since I committed with distributors. And um, three different companies for distribution, none of them wanted the movies out. And I had no idea how important the work was. But in my first movie, which I repeated in my fourth, and the first four are shall we say, in the freezer of distributors, I discovered a line of communication, a binary code, between two balls of light. And to me, it was proof positive that balls of light are making crop circles. And so I guess I scared them early on, but movie number eight, Crop Circle Diaries, not only do I prove that those balls of light communicated before they laid the crop circle down, but I also pull out another piece of footage where two balls of light lay a crop circle down in France that nobody has seen. Mm. So basically, I'm just like now relentless in your face. Evidence, evidence, evidence. And still, the subject is seemingly taboo. Right. And but, here's why.
2: But, but here's now, why. now you've broken through because now, you're, now millions will see it, presumably, with through the, this PBS affiliate in Colorado. Right?
5: Well, yes, it's great exposure. I've had three movies hit PBS, and um, the first time I hit PBS was 2013. It was my movie Crop Circle Update The Wake Up Call that won all the awards. And um, that movie was, um, well, actually, the targeting began. So it hits PBS December 5th, perfect for the holidays. Everybody's all excited. You know, they've got a great new gift they can buy for only 20 bucks, you know. And what happens? They hack my website. And it wasn't just they hacked the website. They put a message on for anybody that tried to buy a movie or visit the website, and here was the message. Nice picture of a crop circle, but they stuck on this or, um, Orwell statement, telling the truth in times of universal deceit, is a
7: revolutionary
5: act. So, yeah, yeah, we've all heard that, but they were trying to say whatever their little moron statement was. It was trying to scare the customers, me, whatever. But again, this kind of attention, they say no press is bad press. But in the last few months, I'm, I'm blown away to say that they've hit my Vimeo. And when I say hit, I mean my $4 to rent, Vimeo, went to $651.34 to rent.
2: Ah, I see what they've done. Okay, they've gone in there and they've hacked it, and they've made it out of reach, obviously, for most people to view it.
5: And the amazing thing was, it was like the fifth hack in a row in the last few months. So I went immediately to Vimeo to see who was in charge. Bang, first name popped up. It was somebody that had written me nasty letters at... One of these distributor places. And it was so easy to recognize this is a very well orchestrated situation where they are controlling conscious media and controlling it by shoving out these poor MyLab kids that are saying what they're told. And there's a lot of them right now out in the field being highly, uh, shall we say, um, orchestrated to be the leaders. You know, they're being told what to say and um, they're saying it. And they're at all the gigs, and now all the gigs are infiltrated, the UFO conferences in America. I was a speaker the last three years. I loved it. You know, I mean, there's so much wisdom. And then there's the infiltrators, the speakers that are out there being paid to misinform the public. And if you can keep 50% of the public uh, misinformed or the information you know on your show you're vetting it's up to you right so everybody trusts you richard you know to vet the people that you invite but these events have now sold to different hands and the vetting is um it's just a much lower frequency so um i'm looking forward to the next but crop circle diaries um again this is the one that they were scared of because the science is why they're hiding crop circles the science is so important to the evolution of our food supply but also basically the entire new energy system was discovered in these spinning plasma vortices
2: All right, we will, that are creating... We're up against a break here, Patty. When we come back, we'll talk about, you know, you, you, in the last couple of films, you get into how to read these crop circle messages, recognize things like propulsion schematics, we'll get into that, and much more. Crop Circle Diaries is her latest. Patty Greer, the hardest-working crop circle filmmaker in the world, right, in the, right here, right now, on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Different
0: views make great conversations. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416 360 0740 or toll free at 1 866 740 4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. Question everything. This is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio.
2: All right, welcome back. I Just uh, received a, a call from Scott Bennett who was to join us earlier, and um, we couldn't connect. And Scott called in, apologized. Apparently, he was—he uh, said his email was hacked. Uh, and he thinks it was the FBI. I don't know, but we'll uh, we'll reschedule and try to get um, Scott Bennett on whistleblower, and um, author of Shell Game. And he talks about Edward Snowden and so forth. We'll we'll uh, we'll reschedule. All right, Patty Greer is with us, the Crop Circle filmmaker researcher extraordinaire. Her website: pattygreer.net, dot net, dot net. Her newest uh, film is called The Crop Circle Diaries. And um, you mentioned um, a Left Eleven. Good. Um, certainly, you know, uh, a, a hero, uh, I would say, to you and a mentor and uh, an inspiration. But for those not familiar with uh, Lefty Levengood's work, tell us a little bit about Lefty.
5: Well, Lefty is his nickname. Most people call him William, but you must have been uh, privy. He was a brilliant scientist who studied crop circles and seeds and plants starting 1950s. And he discovered beyond a shadow of a doubt that the frequencies inside crop circles were coming out of the earth. So it was not until I started working with Penny Kelly that I learned that crop circles were no, were not coming out of the sky, which I think most people believe that ETs are creating them if, in fact, they're not two guys with boards and ropes or a team of three. Um, but Lefty figured out that... His scientific theory behind crop circles was that there's a plasma vortex operating in the field. And a plasma vortex is like a spinning tornado of different kinds of frequencies, sometimes up to 10 different kinds of energies. And these plasma vortices travel in pairs usually, counter-rotating pairs, and they come out of the earth. Crop circles almost always happen on a ley line, a direct line between two sacred sites, and sitting over an aquifer of water. So there's regular consistencies. And as they are spinning in these counter-rotating vortices, uh, Lefty and Penny discovered that by using magnets and kind of re-engineering the frequencies of what was happening to the seeds and the plants, they found that there were different kinds of energies, including microwave energies when they were really damaged, Ion-electron avalanche energies, thermal gradients, convective stability, and there's other areas that are going, uh, undergoing turbulence at all times. There's electrical fields, and those energies have very distinct boundary conditions. Again, they're interacting with the planet, and which itself has electrical fields, rivers, and currents that move across the surface of the Earth. They are always there, and they are always going to interact. And so they discovered that in America, which really surprised me, the crop circles had even stronger energies because across the Great Plains, they had all these winds, and the winds really pick up the Earth's energies and maximized the frequencies. So here I'm thinking all the great ones are happening in England, but actually uh, Levingood said that the stronger crop circles, taking down corn plants, for example, and those are some big plants. were extremely strong in America. Ah, so that there were many surprises. And he was a Um, biophysicist. I mean, he
2: studied plants, right? So he did he and he was was he the first uh, to 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 note the the um, the effects on the on the plants and the different yields? For example, the plants, the seeds inside the crop circles would produce greater yields. Was that Lefty's work?
5: That was Lefty's work, and what they discovered. And it was only by accident, which was so great. They had um, taken seeds from inside the crop circles and planted them, and then they put them in a germination chamber and put them in a, uh, and watched them grow. And nothing much happened, and so he took some of the seeds and he just stuck them on his desk. And months later, he was clearing his desk, and he found these old seeds that had been sitting there for a couple of months, and they were shrunken, and he was ready to throw them in the trash. And this little voice came into his head, and it said, plant those seeds. So he always listened to that little voice, and so he threw the seeds in the germination chamber, and they were totally shriveled, because they had been sitting, drying out for about two months. And lo and behold, remarkable. Remarkable. So it was by accident that he let the seeds rest for two months after being hit by crop circle frequencies. And sure enough, these seeds grew 30 to 400% more crop with up to 75% more nutrition per plant.
7: Wow. And
5: before he let the seeds rest, they didn't have anywhere near the improvement. So it was one of those wonderful little accidents, you know, corner of the desk, where he discovered this great, um, amazing thing, which was that the frequencies are blowing these seeds into much greater yield. Not only that, but they could withstand cold, hot, dry, wet. I mean, basically, Monsanto's greatest enemy (laughs) is circle frequencies.
2: Well, the thing is, you, you mentioned... Things, you, sorry, go ahead, Patty. Yeah? Oh, I was just going to say well, you... Lefty
5: died in 2013, mm-hmm. and um, again, this is going to sound very strange, but I met him after he passed away, mm. and I met him twice after he passed away in 2014, and I was invited to his wake, and when I went to the wake, it was very interesting that it was all crappies, Except one small group of family members, and that family member was his cousin, who happened to be a lobbyist for the United States Agriculture mm. Organization. Interesting. So basically, Lefty's cousin was Monsanto's <laughs> lobbyist. <laughs> All
2: right. Send your letters and postcards to PattyGreer.net. Um, now, you, the interesting thing is—I mean, you talked—we talked earlier about how the—you know—the suppression of. Uh, the information that you're trying to put out there, but but Left Eleven Good published. I mean, he was a professor. He was an academic, and he these were peer-reviewed articles on these, uh, you know, these crop formation plants and the the anatom- uh, the the anomalies of these. You mentioned the higher yields and so forth. These were peer-reviewed articles in the uh, published. You know, in the early '90s, I think. So, I mean, what was Why is it then, you know, here we are 25 years later and people are saying, well, I don't, this is all nonsense. These are peer-reviewed. That's the gold standard.
5: Yes. He wrote in over 40 different, he wrote over 40 different articles in major science periodicals and nature and plants. Um, And it was incredibly well orchestrated how they created this ridiculous debunk that they did on Lefty. And what they did was, when he went for his Ph.D., at the last minute, when they had the committee of three people, they pulled one of the committee members out at the last minute and stuck in somebody who was obviously working for the troll zone, and that man hated Lefty. And so he knew that Lefty had a speech impediment, but it only happened when he got extremely um, agitated. So this man shows up at the last minute, he throws Lefty this project that he had been working on for like a decade, could not figure out how to answer this plant analysis, so he said to Lefty, if you can figure this out, you can pass your PhD, knowing that he thought that he couldn't. And Lefty just went on, and he studied it. Uh, He said he didn't eat for 30 days, he just went face down, and sure enough put the coordinates together, and he figured it out, came back to the committee and delivered the answer, and lo and behold, it was correct. And the man got so angry that not only did Lefty figure it out, but he also then was going to get credit for what that man had hoped to get credit for. And so he got in in Lefty's face. He was like, finger on the thymus, you know, tapping on his throat, saying, you know, yelling, and Lefty just <laughs> started um, going into his agitation state, and all of a sudden he couldn't speak. And the guy knew exactly what he was doing, so he yelled at Lefty in his face, if you can't speak, we won't give you the Ph.D., and son of a gun, Lefty couldn't speak. And he walked out. He said it was the closest he ever came, the only time. He ever considered suicide. And he walked out and he said, It's just paper. Uh, what I need is the education, not the letters. And he never went back.
2: Hmm. Well.
5: But they used that
2: to the discredit media him. They yeah.
5: used the fact that he had signed his name, Dr. William Levengood, on a couple of things. And they used it against him and they said, He's a fake, he's a phony. And they actually got away with it.
2: Ah, so in other words, the peer-reviewed articles now, in many people's minds, has been discredited.
5: Because he said doctor and he wasn't, yeah. Right, right. But what happened after that was that the, in the Washington, um, D.C., what's it called, the Science Foundation, they called him and they wanted him to come and do the National Science Foundation, invited him to come and do and explain his theory on the... Uh, the evolution of glass, its consistency, and they said that he needed a PhD, which he found in small print, and he wrote back and said, I am so sorry, but I didn't get the letters behind my name, and they wrote back, sir, with all due respect, you either need the letters or the education, and sir, with all due respect, we consider you fully educated to be a doctor, and you are invited to come, and we consider you a PhD so he did sign his name occasionally dr william levingood and like i said a few people used it against him and people fell for it mm. unfortunately there's the rockefeller dude uncle larry that came and paid a couple of people nicely to be the faces that spoke for crop circles they debunked everything they told everybody look left look right and um lefty's work was basically skimmed until I came along. So here I am, this troublemaker, and uh, I've made eight movies in ten years. Talk about trouble. But, you know, I wouldn't have been so relentless had they not shown me how important it was by all this hacking. Right. And I mean Amazon, YouTube, Vimeo, website, website store. I'm getting hit with 1,200 bad bots a day
2: on the website net. the uh, the website and the uh, the latest is the crop circle diaries which is airing on uh, PBS in Colorado I believe it started airing airing in August and will air is it kind of like periodically throughout 2017 as well right
5: correct yeah I always give them a full year when they say can we it's like heck yeah (laughs) play it as much as possible
2: all right you're saying for me you're hinting this might be your last crop circle film is that true
5: there's no more questions. I mean, I've made eight. The Crop Circle Diaries completely nails the science, plus the balls of light making the crop circles. Now, again, this to me is the most important uh, footage ever seen. It's the Oliver's Castle footage where two balls of light spin over a field and lay the field down in seconds. I think most everybody in your audience has seen the footage, but um, unfortunately... Lovely man, Colin Andrews, told the world it was fake. Go back to sleep. And everybody still is sleeping. So here comes this girl. I didn't know what Colin did. I didn't research anybody's work, information, misinformation, whatever. And I just started laying in crop circles. When I found the communication, it was completely through telepathic communication that I found it. It wasn't like I was looking or doing the math or studying these Circle makers are very, very clear with picking the people that are going to be relentless to bring the data forward. And um, I can tell that there's no backing out for me. They've made everything so easy. And there have been times where I have had an experience at night, and the very next morning, that experience is in a crop circle in England.
2: Well, I wanted to – we'll come up on a break here in a moment, but let's start the conversation now. We'll continue it afterwards. And that has to do with you know – we're going back to lefties studying of the bioelectric fields, if that's the right word, bioelectric field effects on seeds, for example. But what about other living organisms? When you lay down in, in a crop circle and other people, uh, I mean, are we able to measure um, – the, uh, I mean, is there, has anyone done studies on, on, the, on the effects on the cells in your body, uh, you, um, you know, your heart rate, anything like that?
5: I don't know if they've tested the body, but I know they certainly bring in magnetometers, dowsing rods. I use a pendulum, um, you know, but again, you can so feel it. You don't even need devices. You can feel it. But as far as measuring body uh, heart rate, no, that's an interesting one. I never thought of that.
2: Well, that's, that's just off the top of my head. But think about it. I mean, if it's producing – if it's increasing the yield uh, from a seed inside a crop circle, what, what possible health benefits could there be for the human body in terms of uh, you know restoring damaged cells and these sorts of things? I mean, is there any you anecdotal – Any anecdotal evidence?
5: You've totally got it. What we're talking about is the new science, which is the old science. It is plasma physics, and that's exactly what we're dealing with in crop circles, and it is what ultimately will heal everything, will create food, will clean water. Is when we start moving into understanding plasma physics, which is the new basis of our energy systems coming. We're going to say bye-bye to oil and gas and all these really filthy energy systems and move into the most simple, basic, I mean it's even simpler than magnetics. Plasma is the basis of everything.
2: Alright, we will talk about uh, schematics revealed in crop circles for advanced propulsion systems and, uh, and much more with Patty Greer, crop circle filmmaker, researcher and again the website pattygreer.net back with more of the conspiracy show stay with us shaking the world and
0: seeing what falls this is the conspiracy show with richard Sarrett from zoomer radio you're listening to an exclusive podcast of the conspiracy show with richard Sarrett. heard every sunday night from 11 p.m to 1 a.m on zoomer radio the new am 740 the truth will set you free but first it will really tick you off you're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarant from Zoomer Radio.
2: Welcome back. Patty Greer is with us. PattyGreer.net. Eight Crop Circle movies. This likely her last Crop Circle Diaries. Although, you know, Daniel Craig keeps saying this is the last Bond film. This is the last Bond film. This is the last. So maybe, maybe Patty will. I don't know. I still think there's some more information here that, you know, uh, w- anyway, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. And, and uh, that has to do with the technology of these crop circles being communicated to us uh, through these incredibly ornate, complex geometrical designs, fractals uh, that are left in these uh, crops in southern England across the Great Plains. Uh, I mean, they're everywhere. They're in Scandinavia. They're in Poland. Uh, they're in Australia. They're not too far from where I'm sitting, up in Georgetown, here in uh, the greater Toronto area, uh, these crop circles. And, and Patty has been documenting them and filming them and churning out documentary after documentary, crop circle diaries. she says, her last. All right, so let's talk about the, um, what is being communicated to us. And you're saying, uh, your research, is, you have concluded these are schematics— which are pointing us in the, in, 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 into developing certain technologies. Uh, let's talk about propulsion systems. What, what's, okay. what, what crop circles point to uh, a, a, um, a schematic uh, for a propulsion system? Well,
5: those are two different things. Uh, let's talk propulsion first. Okay. And When you think of a series of crop circles, And I'm going to encourage your audience to go look at the website, because on every page of my website, it's just images of crop circles. There's like an image library on every page, so you can get a better idea of what we're talking about, pattygreer.net.
2: You have a fabulous website. I have to to commend you on your website. It's it's a tremendous website.
5: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So the the sacred geometry, and what is the sacred geometry crop circle? It looks like a mandala. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a center dot, and everything comes out symmetrically from that center. So that is sacred geometry. And when you stick a pin in it, and you spin that sacred geometry, all of a sudden the elements change form, change shape. And visually... <clears throat> that spin becomes almost 3D. It also, like I said, changes form and becomes, most likely, a propulsion device. So a lot of these crop circles, we don't notice their propulsion until you print it, stick a pin in it, and spin it on that pin.
2: And how did That's you do that? Is, that? is that done like on, on CAD, on some sort of a computer program, or how did you figure that out?
5: It was actually a guy in Holland that sent me videos of spinning crop circles. And I was looking at them, and I was seeing propulsion. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're you're in a boat. You know what a prop looks like. You're in a small plane. You know what the prop looks like. And so when you see it spin, it's like when you look at a wheel driving down the road, those fancy wheels and rims, and all of a sudden it looks like it's going backwards, but it's going forward. Right, right. So there's that that hallucination of that sacred geometric spin. That's what happens in crop circles. So when I did my presentations, I would spin like 40 or 50 of them. And after a while, you know, it becomes commonplace where you just want to spin them all because they really do change form. They really do shape shift. So yes, I think there's a lot of propulsion being shown to us in crop circles. Here's an example of a schematic, and this one absolutely blew my mind. In 2014, I was filming in England, and um, I went into this crop circle that was gorgeous from the air. Oh, my God, it was this really um, unusual pattern. And there were mazes and then a big, like a parachute. It was really gorgeous, and we drove three hours to get there. So we go into the formation, and I can always pick up 10 feet, 20 feet before we're there. The hair stands up on my arms, goosebumps, tingles, and I just look at the crew and say, we're close, we're really close. Mm. And then, bang, there you are. The weed is laid. It's this big, beautiful swirl down of crop, and it's just meticulous. So sure enough, we get to the formation, and I'm all excited because I'm interviewing Sasha Stone, and we've got a drone flying over, which is great. And I go into the formation with the camera crew, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at my arm, and no chills, no goosebumps, no tingles, and I thought, oh, no. We drove three hours. I got all this gear and a crew, and it's a human-made crop circle. Ah. So I didn't say a word. I just, we just did the shoot. We get to the back circle, and I'm filming Sasha, and I'm I'm on camera, and I'm pointing left and right, you know, um, I don't think we talked about this earlier, but I said, you know, we're, we're on a ley line between two sacred sites, and we're over an aquifer water because we're in southern England, but this one feels human-made. And, and there I thought, are telltale you know, signs, hmm. right?
2: There are telltale signs. It doesn't have the weaving the stems are broken and stomped on, right?
5: Correct. When you are in a human-made crop circle with boards and ropes, every three feet, you'll see a line of broken wheat. And all the guys I know that go in the crop circles, I walk in, I do my bow and my prayer, and I just float to the center. The guys are immediately on their knees digging through the wheat to see if they're bent or broken nodes. Now, when the node is broken every three feet in a line, obviously, boards and ropes. But when there are anomalous findings, such as a bubble, a blown node, and a bubble or a blown node is... Where um, as the stalk goes up of any crop, every five, six inches, there will be a support, like a bubble, like an elbow. And it just, you know, grows the little uh, strengthening node and then goes up another five, six inches. These, when they get hit... With crop circle frequencies, these spinning vortices of all these different plasma frequencies, it bends over at a 90-degree angle. But literally what happens, and this is what Lefty and, and Penny figured out, was that the liquid inside the stalk actually boils. So what you have, all plants are cellulose. And cellulose is literally plastic, so when you've got boiling liquid inside plastic, it's going to react. Right, right. And the fact that it was actually boiling inside the plant and didn't kill it is remarkable. But how does the steam get out? It blows this bubble, and sometimes it even blows a burn mark and a hole through that node, and we see exploded nodes. Okay, just hold on there, Patty. It stretches and that's an elongated
2: node. Okay, but just hold her there. I've got to take a I've got to take oh. a time out. We'll come back. Patty Greer. Crop Circle Diaries. One more segment. More information coming your way. Don't go away. Don't be
0: afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett
2: from Zoomer Radio. All right, welcome back. Patty Greer stays with us for the duration pattygreer.net is the website i'll spell the last name g r e e r patty p a t t y greer.net and um I, I mentioned it's a fabulous website and there's a a slideshow on the on the homepage uh with well, kind of a multimedia uh, type um, show and there is an image there moving uh, or a video rather of uh two lights you mentioned the beam of light connecting them. We see that there, and then also we see the crop circle being formed, right before our eyes. I mean, that's historic. Yes. That's historic. Uh, is, that well, really... is that the one? Is that the one and only instance? I
5: mean,
2: it's... No. Mm-hmm. Is it the one and only instance that we've caught? You've caught? That's no. Been... What
5: I said was crop circle diaries. I totally. I brought in a, a man. Everybody needs a man to tell them it's real. So I brought in Jim Delatoso from somebody else's movie who gave me permission, and he's sitting there in front of a wall of gear, and it's before he knew I'd ever get access to this footage. But he told the world, and everybody respects him, that Oliver's Castle is without a doubt real, just as real as the Phoenix Lights, and there's no doubt in his mind. And he talks about how... Um, Frame by frame, they proved it's real. So in Crop Circle Diaries, I do believe without a doubt that I proved Oliver's Castle is real. But my favorite thing is once I completely wear you out realizing how real it is, and then I say, well, if that wasn't enough, how about this one in France that nobody has ever seen? And there it is, a brand new video that nobody has seen where two balls of light lay another crop circle down in a completely different country. This one hasn't been debunked. Nobody's been paid to lie about it. And so this movie is so over the top. It's why I said, I don't need to make another crop circle movie. This is the one they were scared of. Damn it. Here it is. World, please watch this movie. It's so important. So, yes. There are more balls of light making crop circles. But bottom line, that is how crop circles are happening.
2: Uh, I, I wanted to go back to just before the break, you were talking about, so you went into this uh, a crop circle and you quickly figured out that it was uh, man-made. However, there were also telltale signs of a real crop circle. So we need to finish. What was going on there? I mean, is it possible that a crop circle could be both man-made yes. and created by yes. these vortexes of plasma?
5: We get to the back of the crop circle. We're filming me and Sasha talking. I'm pointing to the sacred site, so I'm saying it does have the elements of being a real crop circle, but I have no buzz. I have no tingles. I have no goosebumps. And there's these five ladies sitting there. And I said, do you ladies have anything to say? And they said, heck, yeah, we do. So I turned the camera on them with their permission. The ladies introduced themselves as the team for the QEG free energy device. They said... We were sitting in the Avebury Stone Circle yesterday with our technical team praying for some kind of an acknowledgement from spirit or the earth that our device was going to work, and they held up a huge photo of their device, and they held up an air photo of the crop circle we were sitting in. It was, in fact, the same. So what we have is... A a lesson right here, that crop circles are coming out of the earth, and sometimes they are mixed with ET technologies. Those, in my opinion, are when I get a big buzz. When you can feel it, the hair stands up, really enhanced electromagnetic energy, and then there's sometimes real crop circles that may even have humans making them with boards and ropes. But what might have happened the night before was those humans got the message from the people that had meditated and prayed. And so the earth is working with human consciousness as well. So some crop circles are human consciousness and the earth. Some are ETs flying over and the earth. Some are all three of us. But the earth is always involved. And this was a piece that I never gave gave credit to in the past until I studied the research of Penny and William Levengood. And boy, did they nail it. No, this is definitely an earth-based, human-based, and spirit-based multi-communication that is from all of us to all of us. It's an incredible co-communication. Crop circles are incredibly real, and they're bringing us the understanding that everything is about plasma. And that if you can shift seeds and plants through learning how to measure and manipulate plasma, then you will be able to, like you said, Richard, which was brilliant, shift the plasma field in the human body by rearranging the plasma. So when you've got sickness, when you've got illness, You just figure out how to rearrange your structure. As long as you use plasma physics, you're going to be able to create a much better healing for the human system and also be able to create food, clean the ocean in a matter of seconds, minutes, Penny said, with this technology. This is the next. This is the new paradigm Uh, research that's going to come to pass and be really, really important. And unfortunately, it is why I'm being hacked, because this is so important. (laughs) It is so important that they hacked Levin Good all those years, and now they're hitting me. But you know what? I'm not going away, and the world is waking up. God bless us all. Cross circles are real, and I hope everyone will see my movies at pattygreer.net.
2: All right. Now, uh, is there evidence or is there are there clues within these crop circles how we can we humans can produce the effects of these uh, plasma vortexes uh, at our, you know whenever we need to whenever we want to and how do we well, how do we generate it, this this energy
5: um, they created a um, a machine they created a few machines and I did see them in the lab And um, what they did was, using magnets and plants and magnets and spinning, they did figure out how to re-engineer the technologies happening in crop circles. So, yes, it has been done. Um, It is on the top of my list for humanitarian funding projects, is to bring these projects to the public. I wish I was Stephen Greer. I'd be highly funded. This stuff would be out already. But I am Patty Greer, working my tail off, and yes, it is totally doable. They did it then, and it does work. They proved with repeated experiments that yes, these technologies do work.
2: This is interesting because um, you you mentioned plasma, and I was in Spokane, uh, Washington, working on another uh, TV project um, this year. I made two trips to Spokane. There's a real um, nest of Inventors up there, and one of them is a gentleman by the name of Aaron Murakami, Japanese American. His father uh, served in uh, intelligence, uh, was wh- worked at Wright Patterson Air Force Base next to the uh, infamous Hangar 18, and Aaron is working mm-hmm. on a plasma ignition system, uh, and it's it's not necessarily you know the, as disruptive a technology as what you know, these crop circles might be pointing to. But here's an instance where someone is working with plasma, which could increase, you know, it's kind of an intermediary step between internal combustion engines and free energy. Uh, But, you know, here's an example of someone working with plasma. Uh, It could save, Mm -hmm. you know, 50% on fuel. Uh, Another gentleman up there in Spokane working with magnets who's created a motor which which runs on magnets, and he has overturned Lenz's law. So I'm not sure if plasma uh, um, sort of you know comes into effect there, but you might want to check out what's going on in Spokane.
5: Wonderful. Well, I think that it is definitely the basis of all new science, and I think that a lot of the free energy people are definitely working with plasma. Um, you know, when we look at the densities, we've got solids, liquid, gas, air, plasma. Plasma is up there with light, it's the least dense, and it is, again, um, when we learn to measure, then we can manipulate. When we learn to manipulate, then we're going to be able to create absolutely everything. We're all excited about 3D printers. Can you imagine not even needing a machine? When we learn to manipulate plasma, we will be able to be the 3D printer with our consciousness.
2: Create matter with our thoughts, yeah. almost. Um, is it getting more difficult? We just That's have a few minutes. Is it getting more difficult to get to the crop circles now? Are people reporting that by the time they get there, the, you know, the men in black, for lack of a better term, are there and they're saying no entrance, no access?
5: Boy, you nailed the right question to end the sad show. <laughs> it's a happy show with a sad ending. They actually closed our research center this year. After 18 years, our research center in the epicenter is closed the last few years when i filmed in 2008 i filmed three movies i was so followed my phones were hacked over there i was scared to death when i left i gotta be honest i didn't even go back in 2009 the helicopters hovered over my head and another woman blinking a red light on us i didn't know if it was a gun or a camera but they circled over us less than 50 feet for about 20 minutes. I mean, intimidating. They can't stop it, they can't explain it, and they can't control it. So they're going to be jealous of us and intimidate us. But you know what? These fields are incredible. The messages are magnificent. We talked about propulsion. We talked about free energy schematics. We also have a tremendous amount of political warnings. We've had pictograms. Uh, which is a picture birds fish bugs the whole summer of 2009 was beautiful birds fish bugs and what happened bp oil spill the following spring mm. after 911 we had the alien face in the disk what was the message beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises these messages correlate to history and crop circles are giving us a tremendous amount. In each of my movies, I lay out a lot of crop circles and what they mean, and a lot of them are binary codes, even Morse code, even fission symbols saying no more war in a binary code design. You know, there's everybody has a different talent of mathematicians, code readers, and everybody's going to read different crop circles personally. So in my travels, you know, I just lay out a whole pile of them, and it's fun to see how different people will gravitate toward, well, that one's obvious, that's the top of a bomb where you turn it, you know, I mean, people recognize all kinds of things. So we're missing a lot of the messages because we don't have all the data, but the data is definitely being focused on humanity awakening.
2: All right. all we haven't stopped. All eight delivery. films are available – are all eight films available on your website to view on Vimeo?
5: Absolutely. Uh, Vimeo I had to cancel ah. because I got hacked. Okay, so but how do – on Amazon, a website.
2: All right. Patty Greer. net. All right, you and I, we have a date on Coast to Coast next week. I'll talk to you then, Patty.
5: Thank you so much, and thanks for everything, Richard. You do great work.
2: I appreciate it. Patty Greer, Crop Circle Diaries, is the latest, and she says her last. My thanks to uh, Ian Robertson, Albert Vinzel, all of you for listening at home, Uh, Ryan White, our intern. Back next week with a brand new program, Peter Janey, Mary's Mosaic, the CIA conspiracy to murder John F. Kennedy, Mary Pinchot Meyer, and their vision for world peace. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What I say in the dark, speak in the light, what you hear in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Good night.